1: You're listening to season five of Mother May I Sleep With podcast. I'm your host, Molly McElhinney.
2: It's Crystal. Jack, I know you're in there. Please open up. I need to talk to you. Please open this door. I need to talk to you. It's really important. Please. Jack, I need to talk to you. Please. Go home, Crystal. No, I'm not going to just go home. Jack, you can't ignore me. Please, after everything we've been through, you can just open the door and have a conversation with-
3: Get off my property. Please,
2: listen to me. Look, I'm in a dark place right now. My, My boyfriend was killed a couple days ago. Please. What? Hey! Please! He was killed in a motorcycle accident. Please
3: just let me in. Look, I'm really sorry about your boyfriend or whatever, but I already told you we need to move on. No, Jack! Don't do this to me, okay? You're
2: the only person I have. You're my best friend. No, I'm not.
3: You have people in your life. Lindsay, the girls from the tennis club, your mom.
2: True. please if you just open this door i need you okay please jack i swear to god if you, if you just let me come in for a second Crystal, i won't ask you're for... being pathetic go home i go won't home. do anything again if you just open the door like a... father what no 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 jack don't call my dad i'm leaving fine i'm leaving jack don't call my dad i'm gonna go
4: please stop calling you have serious issues we have nothing more to discuss Hmm. consider this the last email you ever get from me i want nothing to do with you you have serious issues you need help what is that
1: Okay, so mom is real slow on the (laughs) tack.
5: Yeah, she really is. Mom's really slow on the upswing. I mean, she has a thriving business. Okay, I'll give her that. And she has a beautiful Chevy.
1: This is assistance work for her. Like, she's really, like, learning what her assistants go through on the (laughs) day-to-day, which is, like. Printing out emails, reading them, reading between the lines. I mean, for a woman who sells real estate, which is such a manipulation based industry, it's wild that she's like, what does that mean? Like, don't ever contact me again. Yeah. Mental health.
5: This whole scene was hilarious because the sister and the mom don't know anything. She's like, what do you think this means? What do you think it means? Um, get out of here. Never talk to me again. And then what does this mean? It says please stop calling. What does that mean? She's like it sounds like what people say when they're pissed. I'm like yeah, to so do
1: <laughs> What do you think about Jack though? Like in the keeping her locked out of the house sort of like um like clearly drawing a boundary. Like the whole darkness of her knocking on this window and being like shut in and out by blinds. It was so um dramatic.
5: Yeah, and I don't like, know who this Jack person is, but he's extremely good at playing a douchebag because when he's in his regular scenes, where, not this one, where he's yelling, he's just like has dumb douche face, you know? It's like kind of
6: yeah. it's just dumb douche the, face.
5: I don't know what else to say. And in this part, scene, they're like, be mad. And he's like, get out,
0: Crystal, Leave your yeah.
5: Like, he has like one level of yell, you know, that he sticks with
1: she's like my boyfriend right he's like why like <laughs> he's like so ab- abrasive and it's like dog like at least like be like oh wait what like you know you don't have to get all caught up into it but there's another way to ask so as crystal's leaving jack's place um great outfit by the way i love these like mustard pants and this purple top she loves purple um she sees his koi pond and she leans over it. And you think she's like maybe like doing a Mulan, like my reflection moment. But no, she fucking leans over into it and grabs a koi fish she fucking snaps its neck or some shit and she throws it on the ground and then she reaches back in for another koi fish. So who knows how many she got to, but, but
5: what's so funny is I don't think koi have necks. Like it's funny cause that is what she did, but I don't think that's how you kill a fish.
1: <laughs> no, like literally just the first part of it would have been enough, but she's like, Oh, twisty twisty. Like I have to fucking make it worse for you. Like, wow. You know, I mean every second they're in oxygen it's like it's like being held underwater, dog. Like that fucking sucks. How you're gonna kill a bunch of fish like that? <laughs> so Uh, We come back from the commercial, and Charlie's fucking lit up at the bar, okay? And he's talking to, he's like, hey, Ricky, you want to know why I'm home? And she's like, my name's Rita, like Margarita, you know, mostly sweet with a little sour. He's like, mm, I like that. (laughs) Um, He's like, I used to live in Miami a long time ago. My ex-wife, she got a big job, wanted to move, very successful in real estate now. And they cheers to her success. And he's like, then I moved back to Illinois. She stayed here. Uh, with the kid, and she goes, "Oh, you got a kid, boy or girl? Boy. We had a boy. Came back to see him, huh? Yeah, something like that." So we go to Sanders' place where she and her sister are poring over these emails. We sort of talked about that a little bit, but let's go to um, thirty three fifty seven to thirty six oh four, where we really get to see um the dangers of smoking cigarettes,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: also um. Why these people needed to call the fucking police um, another time. 3357
4: to 3604. But it's bizarre, right? Uh,
6: what, yeah. Consider this the last email you ever get from me. I want nothing to do with you. You have serious issues and need help.
4: And that was dated two weeks ago, exactly the same time Crystal said she moved in with him.
6: This doesn't sound much like an invite to live with him, does it?
4: No, and that's the second-to-last email he ever sent her.
6: Uh, this was the last?
4: Yes, two days later.
6: Please stop calling.
4: What do you think he meant by, you have serious issues?
6: It sounds like something people say when they're pissed off and breaking up.
4: Exactly. Two weeks ago, Preston came over to the office and we were going over his student loan documents and we made plans to go out to dinner. All right, so about dinner reservations.
3: Yeah. Should I include Crystal? No, yeah. I uh, I think that's pretty much over.
4: What happened?
3: Is everything okay? Yeah, it's a long story. I'm fine with it though. All right, mama, I gotta go. Yes. No, I no. I have to, I love no. you. Bye, mom.
4: Bye, we'll love
3: you, seven o'clock. 7.15. Please.
4: Not a minute late. I love you. Love you. Bye.
6: Bye. I mean, I guess it's possible he changed his mind. Maybe he did take her out for coffee. took her back.
4: Anything's possible. I could check the cell phone bill. We still have a shared plan.
6: Hmm.
4: One. She made one call the day he died. And it would have been after the accident.
6: Text messages?
4: Nothing. Nothing after the email that he sent telling her to stop. I have two questions right now.
6: Yeah, why did he break up with her?
4: And did they really get back together?
1: Wow. Those are your questions right now, girl? Like, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) I mean... This is sad because it's like, first of all, just call the fucking police. Like, it's so I know that that's like such a dumb thing to say during movies, because like if they just called the police, it would all be over. But like, this is 2017 that this came out. This is two years ago. They're talking about phone records, like as if like her exact phone location wouldn't have been pinged at that moment. Like, this is like this is SVU. 15 years ago when they first started
5: yeah this is pretty disturbing that it is in this time because a lot of times i watch these movies and i think oh this is like you know before phones (laughs) you know when you see them only with landlines or they have like the really skinny flip phone the razor phone or whatever
1: yeah yeah no, it's not. It's all, uh, it's all from the whole same thing. And um, I will say that the it's interesting, like we're supposed to gleam a lot from these flashbacks, right with like the sun. But I don't get much except that like, this is sort of a conversation that like, I don't know, like, why is she confused about this? Like he said he she like, Everything that's written in the email is pretty straightforward.
7: Yeah, like, there's nothing cryptic in there.
5: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, they're acting like this is this like big code to crack and it's like, dog, like if you wrote that in a please advise, I'd be able to solve this murder. Like, are you kidding yeah. me?
5: This isn't so the Da Vinci means- code, okay? It's an email from Preston and it's in Truly. all caps and it says, Please leave me alone forever, never fucking call me again, you crazy bitch, okay?
1: <laughs> so Kayla's Sitting outside at the pool by herself I do love the idea of being like a really rich Miami girl who's just like bored And like stares at her own foot going Back and forth in a pool um, She flashes back to a fight that she Was having with Jake he's breaking up with her He's like I'm looking for something different And then she's broke, broken out of that Flashback when her phone rings it's Dominic The horny dude that's been working on her computer For her he's like hey
5: it's me code Guy with the code I've been coding good news It's got to do with code because I'm Code
1: code code. Code code. <laughs> so he um he also looks a lot like another guy that comes up later so for a long time I was like dude she's been, how long has she been long conning this dude but no he's one of two like brunette skinny betas that she will have made hers by the end of this movie yeah,
5: she's brunette so she can control every brunette like bland white person in this town
1: it's very true Life so basically rules. um he tells her he was able to download everything from the hard drive onto a new hard drive. Okay, this is not like <laughs> that's called dragging and dropping. Like, you literally go get a fucking lacy hard drive for like a hundred bucks at Target. It's this is not an achievement, but basically he says, I'm still working on the social media sites, but I was able to get into his emails. So she goes through his email at home that night and starts uh, deleting anything unflattering. Charlie comes home hammered with a laughing drunk girl. It's not actually even our girl. It's not Margarita. It's a different girl. And Sandra wakes up and is furious. And the quickness with which she is able to get up and put on like a beautiful flattering silk robe to yell at her ex-husband is unreal. Like... He was barely in the foyer by the time she was like, get out, get out, or I'll fucking call security. So this like little bimbo, like, st- like poor thing, like on stilts, like teeters off into the night. And like, what did she know? I mean, I guess I would say like I would ask a lot more questions, especially like in a time in my life where I'd be like, oh yeah, we just met, like we hung out, like even if I was going to sleep with the dude, I'd be like... Where are we going back? What's the deal with these people? Like, okay, even in my drunkest, I'd be like, where am I going, right? But she goes back to his ex-house. I'm not, by the way, not victim-blaming, but I also don't call this girl. I don't think Margarita's a victim, or Margarita, too. So the other, like, they're fighting about this. Margarita like leaves. Then the two of them are fighting about this divorce. So Sandra and Charlie are like, what's the deal with your sobriety? Um, I have to hit you with one more short clip. I'm sorry to keep doing this to you guys, but this is like a good acting moment. Um, one of those things I was talking about at the beginning, 3738 to 3903. And this is like some good drunk acting.
4: That you could bring some bar slut to where I live.
0: You're so judgmental. Why do you have to be so I'm judgmental?
4: judgmental? Cause look at you. We haven't even buried our son, and you're out there trying to get laid.
0: I'm not out there trying to get laid.
4: I actually thought that you had changed, that maybe, just maybe, you had learned how to deal with pain without getting drunk. But obviously I was wrong.
0: Will you grieve your way, and I'll grieve mine? I lost a son, Damn. I lost
4: my son, too! He's my son. He lived here with me, not with you. For 10 years, you haven't even seen him. So if anybody lost someone, it's me. I lost my son. I should know better than to try to talk to you when you're like this.
0: I forgot what it was like to live with a drunk. Yeah. And I'm not doing it again. Oh anymore. yeah, I forgot what it was like to live with somebody as selfish and self-centered as you. You gotta go. You are throwing me out? Mm-hmm. So sensitive and compassionate. I'm so glad to see that you've changed.
4: Well, if that makes me sensitive and compassionate, then so be it. See you at the service. Try to come sober.
0: Okay, you
1: So this is a big acting moment for her, and I feel like she bought herself this movie for these moments. Like, when he... First of all, when he when she goes oh so you just come home drunk from the bar with some skank he goes seems that way <laughs> and that that was the line that made me clip this scene was when he goes seems that way like just like fuck like talk like have no respect for someone much like that is Man. um like incredible
5: yeah he really does he doesn't have to reach too deep for the real some of the some of it i wonder if it's improvised because he really does do a good alcoholic he says that and then when she's like how dare you bring that skank to where i live he's like why are you so judgmental
1: No. And when he said that, actually, that's where it started to make me worried where I was like, oh, he's like in like potential seizure drunk area because he was so drunk like that. The actors like acting, I was like his speech is parsed out in a way that like I don't know if this is drunk anymore or if like she is legally responsible for having turned him away at the door because this man is drunk like in this scene, he really does seem barely on the edge, barely glued together. And it that also like it's like he went from being perfect drunk to like, dude, this is like this is like Jeff Conway.
5: Yeah, this is like really, really bad. And actually, that's a really good way to put it. <laughs> he is like that. And it's a different Lifetime movie, too, because. It's
1: a, yeah. If and you're going to so do a
5: movie where an ex is an alcoholic and that's kind of their storyline, that's one thing. But if you're going to do a movie about an ex that's like a raging, abusive, drunk alcoholic, that's kind of different. And it changes the plot so, of the story quite a bit.
1: I literally wrote this in my notes right after this. I wrote, see, this would not have been in every movie. They didn't need to do all of this, but they did give them more complexity than usual, I think. At least you feel that way the way the movie is written. So it's like typically in a Lifetime movie, like we don't get any of these additional traits, right? Like we don't get any like sort of emotion between the couple. It's like, dad is the way he is. Mom is the way she is. Maybe this will be like a 20 second spat at the bottom of the stairs, but like this will never, they really like, this is what made me think Barbie thought that she had a real movie on her hands. And then it sort of like devolved into this
5: yeah it like it gets too much it gets to be too much (laughs) it's too
1: much for a lifetime
5: yeah i mean it's a different movie it could be on lifetime but it's not this one because now that he's acted like that i'm like he's the one that needs to be killed at the end of this movie
1: right right exactly like if this was like a a popcorn like sort of like christmas you go see this with your family sort of movie you'd be like, oh, okay, like, okay, that makes me, that makes sense that, like, he's fucked up, so that blah, 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 but, like, I actually more needed that from, like, um, from uh, Crystal's dad, if anything, like I needed Crystal's dad to be a, a drunk or something. Yeah, you know? he could
5: have been. Yeah, he could have been Crystal's dad because then he has a couple of scenes with her, and they make me really uncomfortable for her, even though she's the villain. You know.
1: Yeah, I I felt that the dad was predatory as well, and in a way, like you know, Crystal's dad could be just as much of this. Like he seems very like, um, you know, fame, uh, power drunk, money drunk. You know. So anyway. So the phone rings the next day at Sandra's office. It's Charles. He's so embarrassed. He's apologetic. He says that, you know, she's like, you got to get it under control. And he's like, please, please, please just have lunch with me. So then she says, where did you spend the night at? Where have you been all night? And he's like, I'm at Preston's. And she's like, not with Crystal, right? And he's like, no, no, no. I got here late last night. I wouldn't have stayed if she was here. I got I like I'm going to just stay here. I'm going to pack the rest of his stuff. And then the assistant comes in and she's like, hey, Crystal's here to see you.
5: She's like, I miss Crystal. And this is
1: her. This is Barbie's daughter in her starring role. And they really did go all out with her wardrobe. They did treat her like she's like a fucking clueless intern in the devil's wear Prada. You know what I mean? Like, she's like,
5: you know, she has a a full like uh, trailer back there.
1: She's trying. So, um, basically she comes in and she's like, Hey, I have the, uh, the hard drive with all of this stuff on it. It's mostly just like papers and stuff like that. So like, as if her son, who was a 21 year old boy, literally all he had on his computer in 20, since 2017 was some papers, um, so Sandra's like, OK, great. Um, so what was the deal? Like, did you and your my, like, did you guys have a falling out? What about a breakup? Um, and she's like, I was going through the phone records. and You guys hadn't really been speaking the last two weeks. And then you did call him the day he died. And so Crystal comes out with something where she's like, oh, you know what? It's like two weeks ago. That was the time I moved in. And like when you live with someone, why would you need to call them or text them?
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, her lies here are really, really, really bad.
1: And, like, the worst part is, is that we're only, like, 40 minutes into the movie at this point. Like, and she's still taking that as a possible answer. So she's like, listen, the day of the accident, me and Preston, we were supposed to meet up for coffee, but he never showed. So that's why I called him. And I'm like... OK, so like now you're meeting your boyfriend roommate for coffee and this is the first time you guys have spoken in two weeks. Like this makes no sense, bitch. Like I how do you expect- Sandra is a high powered real estate agent, but she also isn't grabbing onto it either. So Sandra takes the drive to her standing desk. And this is where do you want to just like get into the standing desk of it all?
5: Yes, because it disturbs me. Like, I like, sta- I mean, I like the idea of standing desks. I will never have one. I don't like to stand. But, you know, I get the idea of standing desks. But hers is like, there's no, I guess I need like an option, you know, because most standing desks rise and lower. So you can sit down and then you can stand up if you want. But this one is like on a dresser or something. And the monitor is mounted on the wall. So, like, you're only going to stand. Like, am I supposed to believe that this is how you work, ma'am?
1: So the interesting thing about that office is that she has a regular desk where I guess she could work on a laptop or something, but then she has this like personalized, like space station where like, I guess that is actually the proper, like ergonomical, like standing up thing. Like we should all be working and looking slightly up as opposed to slightly down, which we all do. I actually was like, I respect the fuck out of you. If you can do all this, I just don't believe the same woman that's this aware of like ergonomical technology can't figure out her son's Facebook.
5: Yeah, and she's also, yeah, she's really dumb. And at this point, I'm thinking, what is she thinking? Because she has no, she's not even thinking that her son might have been murdered, you know. In most Lifetime movies, like, the mom has that instinct, like, this bitch probably killed my son, and I'm going to prove it. But in She's this one, just
1: like, the emails don't add up.
5: Yeah, she's like, well, what do those emails mean? What could this possibly, so in her mind, what, what does she think that this girl is after? You know, just like a free month of rent in the apartment? Like, what did exactly. Preston have that she thinks?
1: because she also knows that this girl is very wealthy. Like it's not, she already has said that she knows this girl's from a really wealthy family. So it's not like she has anything else to lose except for maybe she murdered her son or has information, but isn't sharing for this perfect angel of a child. Carrie can't believe she deleted all the stuff that she wanted private. So apparently that, uh, apparently, um, crystal went in and deleted all this like private file stuff. There was a file named like private and all of it's gone. Right. And Carrie's like, I can't believe she deleted all that stuff. And then Sandra's like, Well, look at these emails. And she's like, wait a minute, is this the same email account from the other day? And she goes, Yep, except all except this time with all the emails where Preston tells her to buzz off. Those are missing. And she goes, What? I mean, I have printed copies, but they're not there.
5: Yeah. And the sister's like, unbelievable. What is up with this girl?
1: But literally like her, the way that she flexes when she's like, I mean, I have printed copies, but they're not there. Like where it's like, I have the hard evidence. Um, these digital files are no longer here, but like I have hard evidence. Like she has to know no fucking printout in the world. would like, yes, there's email technologies to get back there, which would have worked if you had called the fucking police. They probably would have just told you about the trash folder. But like that said, Like she really is like, you know what? All these mysterious emails, they're gone. But let's focus on the fact that I have computer printouts. Or let's focus on the
5: fact or why didn't I forward them? Why didn't you forward them to yourself? Why didn't you change his address or or his password while you were logged into his email account, you dope? Like if she thought to print them if she thought to print them, she thought that they would something would happen to them, right? So why wouldn't you forward them or something? I mean, come on, lady.
1: Because if this movie was called, like, 2004 Mom, this would be, like, 100% the appropriate response. Everything she did, if this was 2004, would have been perfect. Um, But this doesn't exist anymore, right? So, um, she goes, listen... um, So, uh, Cassie goes, what's going on with this girl? And she goes, I don't know, but I'm definitely going to find out what it is. And then she takes a sip from like a little like white Demetrius cup. Like it's a little like espresso sort of like, uh, like hilariously tiny cup. And it's supposed to end like as if she's a badass being like, I don't know, but I'm going to find out what it is. (laughs) And then she takes out a sip out of a baby doll glass and then it cuts to commercial and I'm like, I don't think Barbie's in on the joke. Like, is she literally drinking out of a Barbie, like, cup? Like, is this like, what? what is the joke I'm missing out on? Because this is not like a chic espresso cup. If they did that on, um, if they did that on Law & Order SVU, stick him in a diner, have them holding some little cups, but they're holding it because they're, like, embarrassed to be holding such a tiny cup. She was so proud to hold up this little demitasse cup to her lips with a single shot of espresso in it. Like, who the fuck do you think you are, lady? I am lost on who sandra is because i would think she's fully like a pumpkin spice grande latte in a in a cup
5: but maybe that's what she's doing maybe she's like maybe she had a pumpkin spice latte earlier but now she's like i'm a badass and i'm having a espresso now
1: she's like i found out about emails i drink espresso so (laughs) anyway
5: one of preston's emails was about a sale on espresso
1: this is when they get full Max and Neve, though. This is when I wrote my notes that the two of them trying to, like, piece this together is actually, like, the most pathetic middle-aged, like, not even middle-aged, beyond that slightly, version of catfish I've ever seen in my life. So, um, we're, at, we're at the, we're at the, um, it's quite it's fish, 100%. R.I.P., <laughs> R. baby, R.I.P. <laughs> Like, I feel so bad for those little koys, those koi boys that died. Those but they look like
5: gourds. They look like little tiny gourds outside of Whole Foods around the fall time. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know they were fish until they said something towards the end.
1: They might be like just plastic nothings. I mean, I don't think she really killed fish. Like it could have been yeah, a gourd. Not. They could have been like you th- like just reach for the sixty nine cent gourd that's floating at the bottom of the. Yeah. Um,
5: I just so- like that they made her hold her arms so straight. Like she was really aiming to catch a koi fish. They don't move.
7: <laughs> <It's> like-
1: <laughs> she was shooting fish in a barrel, honey. Okay, so we're at the services the next day. People are signing in. It's a beautiful service. Um, Charles gives a eulogy about preston's like gift to everyone being this happiness everyone who ever met him was like given this amazing opportunity and the only people that were cut to short were those who didn't get to meet him um and then they say to like the audience you know the guy comes up whatever um well, he's and like,
5: my son was beloved you know because his email was full of coupons forward jokes and invites to barbecues thank you <laughs>
1: And no subjects. But wait, so then the people in the crowd are allowed to step forward and say something. And I should say no one at this funeral is dressed to my standards. There's a girl in a sun sh- like a sunshine yellow cardigan in the second row. And there are shockingly few people for a local student from a wealthy family who is apparently like the best person, like the MVP of the town dies and there's maybe 18 people there. Yeah. He literally
5: Uh, had more invites to barbecues than people at his funeral, which is just a sad state of young people.
1: And I know that they can't like realistically pack like hundreds of extras into these rooms. So this doesn't even match the exterior shot where it seemed like there was like, you know, 20 to 30 people coming in. I wrote in my notes, this could be a eulogizing, like, conference center where it's, like, South by Southwest where they're just doing, like, eulogies for a dozen different people, like, at the same time in different rooms. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I felt like maybe this could be that because it did look like a big entrance when you got in. But then... Yeah, it's there's like no one a, Yeah, there. it's like
5: there's five funerals going on at one time. They're like, oh, I'll make it to yours, but I have four others to get to first, okay? And actually
1: does take place in Florida, so that's actually wildly possible. <laughs> yeah,
5: for real. And so they have these people in there, and then they've got Crystal sitting in the back, but through the whole eulogy, she's just, like, pulling at her hair and chewing her gum and looking all bored. So
1: she's wearing, like, a sexy little eggplant, silky, fitted number, purple dress. Again, not at all. No, no one's dressed for a funeral here but um we know this bull bitch is about to pull some shit let's play 4405 to 4543 because we're gonna hear um her big reveal at the wedding as well as um sandra finally getting a fucking clue i guess i think you could put it that way
5: as well as some of the best foley i've heard in a long time
1: what does that mean (laughs) the sound oh oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah yeah
2: Hi, I am Crystal and I was, I was Preston's fiance. I know that's a shock to a lot of you who didn't know that we got engaged, but uh, we decided that we would keep it a secret until Preston was finished with his classes and then we would announce it to everybody. We spent a lot of time. Envisioning our future together, how many children we would have, and what their names would be. Preston would have been a great father, and an amazing husband. And I will miss him every day. I know that if Preston were here, he would tell me to smile and to be so grateful for all the time that we did have together, even though it wasn't the lifetime that we had both imagined it would be.
7: All right, well, um
1: <laughs> what do you think?
5: Well, first, that funeral Foley killed me. I loved when she walks up and people are like, what is she doing here? Whoa, this is crazy. <laughs>
1: like, then- everyone knew her and to be afraid of her, like at that, like that was the wildest thing. And it's like. Well, yo, if y'all are like so appalled by this woman, stop her now. Like stop her at the service from going on about this engagement.
5: Yeah, Uh, Why isn't anybody saying anything? I mean, what the hell? It's so weird. And then she just walks up there and (laughs) tells us, "Okay, here's my question. What is her motive in all of this? She's not getting anything. They never really make it clear. I get that she didn't like to be broken up with. And so that was supposed she just went crazy and killed him. But if she that's the case, yeah. Then doesn't. why is she still doing this? And why is she like w- upping it now with this, like getting engaged I, thing?
1: Well, I think like basically like that is her, a, a cover for her for like the other stuff that she has a Bruin perhaps. Like, cause we know that she has like a thing towards her ex-boyfriend Jake, where she wants to keep, the two of them like aligned or whatever. Right. I don't know. Is that, am I wrong to think that like maybe, no, I guess
5: that she's thinking that she's, she'll have an alibi. Like she was in love with this other person. So she couldn't possibly be so in love with Jack that she'd.
1: Jack. Yeah. Like that she'd be so in love with him that she would do that. Or, I mean, honestly, like there's just something off about this girl that we never really get to the bottom of. And it is, it is quite sad because, like, I think she's incredibly mentally ill. Like, we're supposed to take any of this at base value. This girl is incredibly mentally ill and was wronged by a lot of people in her life.
5: I mean, at the very uh, least, she's going to have some jaw problems with this gum. I mean, it's just too much.
1: <laughs> it's too much, honey. Um, but she is brazen. And, like, I loved the way that she said, well, first of all, I love that the mom flexed about the printouts at the funeral where she's like, that's right. Have you ever heard of them? printouts yeah you don't just get them at staples for five cents a piece anymore honey okay <laughs> she really was like i've got printouts so then, and then i like um, that
5: she has the apartment manager on speed dial and they pick up right when she calls she's, it like, was
1: so she's like yeah i'll pay for it it's like I'll "Well, wait were they it. Were they asking about the logistics of the bill in that moment? Like, you're saying you have an emergency, like, you know. So this is the other thing, too, is that she's this, like, real estate queen of Florida, right? And, like, I feel like if just being involved in real estate, like, you would have a, a son that's very well-versed on not just letting people move in and out. And we're going to find out that, like, not only was, like – um Crystal a roommate that she didn't know about Allegedly but like she meets another Person that's winds up being a huge help to her Later on there was another roommate She never knew about and it's kind of (laughs) like Yo like you're the like That's the real estate lady's son He's got to know about Like if he's not telling you this you have bigger questions. Yeah, because then like, there's another like, yeah, yeah, then
5: there's another underlying thing here that Preston just never talked to his mom or told her anything. And then it's like, well, you know, we saw her lose it a couple of times with the husband, which, you know, she had a reason to, but I was like, Is she crazy too? Like what are all the what are all the stories here? And why did Preston hate his mother?
1: Well, I mean here's the thing. I don't think he really did. It's like more just like he was dating a girl. I don't think he like ever thought that she could possibly be this fucking crazy. Like if he really, you know, like there's things that like,
5: well, when you're most, writing emails like that, like in all caps, like you have to leave me alone now, this is getting crazy. You know, you
1: would tell your mom that you would be I mean, like, mom, I'm uh, mom. I'm actively writing emails to someone telling them that they need psychological help. Like, well, I
5: don't, I probably wouldn't, but they seem, they try and make it like they had that kind of relationship, but I yeah, don't know i don't know i'm nitpicking really
1: that's what's unfair about lifetime is they try and do that to you where they'll be like you know like how every mother tells his son that he fucked a crazy like you know like no you don't tell your mom you fucked a crazy girl like you just are like yeah that that didn't work out between us yeah um and that's normal um and i feel it's weird that she needs to be like more in his like penis than that you know like leave your son's penis alone he's dead um okay So we've all said that. So
5: (laughs) or when she's like, "Um, what about my things? And she goes, oh, don't
1: make me laugh. But it's also like um, if she was like a real G, I really do think she has some real G qualities to her. If Sandra was a real G, she would have been like your shit if you need to get your shit it'll be at the fucking goodwill bitch like yeah. she doesn't owe her anything like she's like don't make me laugh like I'll leave it politely outside of the apartment for you it'll be in a box like don't worry about it I'll put it in a trash bag in case it rains like she <laughs> kind of undoes all of her like gangster shit the second that <laughs>
5: yeah she's like know? it will be packed very nicely and My waiting sister- with the door yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly because I and was I- raised correctly unlike like you I but like, have
5: cookies in there for you ma'am
1: that's the other thing that should have all fucking given everyone pause is that like first of all this girl is so rich that she can steal a diamond ring off of her mother's bedside table which by the way for everyone at home that couldn't see that was also the bedside table that she stole the ring off of that she's wearing it was also stacked with pills So this mom is, like, granted, she's, like, all the way, like, lit the fuck up. But, like, that was one of many diamond rings for her. She didn't even realize it was missing. Um, I think that it said a lot about Crystal that she's so delusional about, like, the size of that ring and, like, what could have been realistically bought for her that she went for that. Like, she didn't even think, like, maybe at some point I should say this is cubic zirconia or, like, something. So, like. Because, like, it's true. Like, they're all right. Like, no one's even saying something. They're acting like they have the smoking gun, which is that this 21-year-old college student is kind of like living hand to mouth. They're like, well, guess what? he was broke and it's like yeah we know we saw where he lives like we know he has an adam levine pillow um (laughs) so did you like what were the odds of that by the way that we would just happen to be watching a movie for this that would have one of those adam levine pillows
5: that's why i think that this was just shot in her house
1: i agree So um, okay, 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 okay. So later at the bereavement party, Sandra's walking around. She's holding a glass of red wine. She switched to red for the bereavement. There's just like deli trays like out on that. They look like really nice, like Uh, great. This is
5: this. Yeah, it looked really nice, like nicely prepared, nice nice subway trays. But this killed me because it did my favorite Lifetime thing, which is just announce every little thing that's happening as like. as it happens, you know, like narrate it. She's like, right. "Thank you so much for coming, my beautiful niece."
0: <laughs> right. Thank
5: you so much for coming, neighbors from next door. I
0: miss,
7: my, door. Well. <laughs> 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 I miss my son we Preston,
5: so- who died in a motorcycle accident, as well. Yes,
1: we were all so close. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, so then all of a sudden, this like guy comes in who. Seems like a plant from the very beginning, but he's not, which is the saddest part. Uh, he comes in and he's like, "Hey, uh, hey, uh, my name's Troy. I knew Preston from volleyball." Um,
5: That's where he was wrote, going that day.
1: <laughs> so this is the guy that looks exactly also like the guy that that saved uh, Crystal yes. with the, with the computer situation. So let's play Troy. Um, this is also going to be intercut with Crystal coming into. The party, she welcomes herself into the bereavement. After all of this, uh, she still feels like she needs to make herself known. And, and she starts snooping around in the bedroom a little bit. So we're gonna play 48-39 to play 4839 to
4: 53 30 Thank you for coming. I'm
3: really sorry. It's, it's hard to believe. I
4: know. So tell me about this volleyball thing. Preston never told me he was part of a team.
3: It's not really a team. It's just a group of guys get together twice a month. Preston was one of our better players. Never missed a game.
4: Thank you, I'm sorry.
3: I don't know if he told you or not, but I actually, I stayed with him for a couple of months.
4: So you know Crystal? His
3: girlfriend? Or I guess it's his fiance or whatever, but yeah, yeah I know her.
4: Do you mind stepping away with me for a minute? told me a few weeks ago they were breaking up did he say anything about that
3: not much just that she'd come with them to volleyball sometimes and when she stopped showing up he told me they split did he say why no but when i asked him if he'd mind if i took a shot he wanted me to stay far away he said she was really
0: messed up
4: messed up how I access to Preston's social media accounts, and I'm having trouble getting it from the administrators. Do you know if Preston kept his passwords hidden somewhere in the apartment? I thought maybe since you live there, you might know.
3: I'm sorry I don't. But you might want to try his general password again on his computer. It might be the same as his social media accounts, too.
0: What are we doing in there?
2: <laughs> uh, I... I was just taking a look around. It's, um, it's beautiful here. Yeah.
0: That sure is a big diamond.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: It's big, expensive, way beyond Preston's wallet.
2: Well, they do say, uh, you can't put a price tag on true love. Hmm.
0: <laughs> but, you can't put a price tag on a ring. And if you don't have any credit, they usually don't let you take it out of the store. You know, Preston called me just a few days before he passed. He asked me to borrow some money to pay off a gambling debt. Me being no stranger to uh, wagers, I guess he thought that I would understand.
2: Is there a point
0: to this? I'm getting to it. Preston was broke. So there is no way that he could have popped the question with a rock like that.
2: If you and your ex-wife don't want to believe that Preston and I were engaged, that's fine. I really don't care what you think about me. Do you want to know what your son thought about you? He thought that you were a pathetic, weak, drunk, who was so afraid of his wife's success that he left them. Now you tell me, Mr. Jarrell. Is that true? Is that why you left them?
0: I don't know what Preston said about me. I wasn't there, and it's true, I had a lot of making up to do, but I knew my son, which is why I think it's very funny that I never heard him mention your name once, and why I find it even harder to believe that someone as pure, as my son, could fall for a fraud like you. You know, it's true that Sandra and I don't agree on much, but I'm sure she would support my uh, decision to throw your manipulative little ass out of here. And I'm gonna give you about one second before that happens.
1: So basically like where we end off is like the dad has like cornered her in the middle of this whole thing. And I will say, first of all, I'm not entirely sure to this day if Troy was because he becomes so dickmatized by her later. I'm not entirely sure that Troy wasn't like the computer guy earlier and he was sent in to pretend he was on the volleyball team.
5: Oh, really? oh maybe i I guess that would make it more interesting but they they make it seem yeah like he was digmatized but um yeah
1: no i don't think it's just all
5: very it's just all very convenient but of course it's lifetime so when he when patrick Muldoon's with crystal in the hallway i'm like oh no because we saw drunk raging Patrick Muldoon and I was like when a man has a scrunchy old face like that but he kept the wig from days of our lives like you shouldn't trust him you know like he's he could be a lifetime killer so
1: more than that like she's a young girl like what the fuck I'd be like what the fuck this girl could not be the guy that like her her husband or fiance would have been like 21 years old like First of all, this is way too young for them to even be talking about marriage, but this girl's maybe like 20, like 19, 20, 21. Like- what the f? I'd be fucking terrified if a 50 year old man was confronting me. A drunk 55 year old man was confronting me. Yeah,
5: I don't think, yeah, I've, I would have like grabbed her, taken her, well, not grabbed her, but marched her out to that living room and showed the mom. Like, he didn't even tell the mom that she was there. I mean, what the hole. So she's like, um, he's like, you know, I, if you, you can't get a ring like that if you don't get credit because, uh, I got a store. A call from a, a debtor, and me being no stranger to wagers. I was like, "What is this cowboy town now?" Like, now, so, like this was is Preston some too. secret gambler now? Like, what the hell is going on? That's in this the movie? other thing.
1: Is so I'm like, so now we're learning that Preston had like a secret gambling addiction that his dad was enabling, and it made me really like think of Jacks like being like my dad will call me every year on my birthday. We would take shots together. And I'm just like, that's like your fucking memory of your dad. It's <laughs> like you guys would take shots over the phone together on your birthday. Like this is like, Oh, like, Oh, you guys got back in touch after your 21st birthday. And you guys have been talking about gambling ever since. Like yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, you know, I'm not gonna, like here to vilify these people, whatever. They're not real or people that do that in real life. But like at the same time, like dog, like, Can you relax on the twenty-two-year-old girl? Because like after this, when they go to the next thing, basically like we go do a whole thing where Troy teaches Sandra how to get into social media. We'll speed this up because Ronnie has to do Bachelor. I have to like live my life. We all have to move on with our lives. (laughs) This movie is really good though. I do recommend it as a watch. But basically, Troy teaches Sandra how to break into. Facebook by using like different variations of a password. It's something that I actually was kind of like, why are you doing that? Like, do you understand how many moms are going to get their Facebooks broken into now? So, <laughs> um, anyway, she thinks this is all really clever. She has a, like, she feels like she has a shot at writing all these wrongs. So Charles, Carrie and Sandra are going through the emails the living room later. And she reads an exchange between them. She's like, I just wonder what this means. And, um, it's what's this kid's name? uh, Troy Patrick Porter Porter, Patrick (laughs) Heidman the
5: the one that's
1: Preston the
5: son yeah Yeah. Preston
1: yeah so she's um Sandra's reading the emails and she's like I don't know what this means we go to a flashback and it's Preston with an Adam Levine um pillow next to him (laughs) on a couch and he goes I'm just tired of hearing about him. It's like you're obsessed. And we flash back to where she's texting and she says, I'm not obsessed. I'm just trying to get over all the horrible things he put me through. Um. So we, yeah. So then they continue on and he goes, this was a I mini know mini
5: twist because now we find out that she wasn't obsessed with Preston at all. She was still obsessing over Jack and just talking to Preston about it. And he was just sick of hearing about it.
1: <laughs> Preston's basically like she, we, this is where we find out he was a middleman. Like it could have been any nice guy that was willing to like fuck up her ex-boyfriend this was the goal was to meet a guy that was going to fuck up her ex-boyfriend right so he goes, I know it was bad. And she goes, I, He did things I never even told you about. And he goes, You need to move on. And she says, I hate the idea that he's going to do this to some other girl. And he says, Aren't you happy enough with the past, uh, with me to let the past go? And she says, not, uh, uh, not while he's alive. I don't think I can be happy. So they flash back to the living room, and none of them can take a stab at what this could possibly mean. <laughs> They're like, Maybe it's her dad. Do you think she's upset about her dad? And then he's like, well, it sounds like an ex-boyfriend. And Carrie's like, well, it almost makes me feel bad for her. And he's like, don't feel bad for her. She's a manipulative little bitch. I caught her going through Sandra's bedroom earlier. And then Sandra's like, what? And he goes, it's not even worth getting into.
5: Are you kidding? Uh, it's not worth getting into. <laughs> like, you didn't think I- to mention that this girl was snooping through my bedroom at the after party for the funeral? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Sandra agrees it's not worth getting into she goes let's address these other messages and to which I say Sandra what the fuck like I'm totally <laughs> revoking you are so not getting your Carmen San Diego card this is terrible so she goes um, next thing she goes okay. Basically, Crystal has been sending information about where someone was going to be. She doesn't know who this person is, but Crystal had been sending her son pictures of where someone was going to be, pictures of that person's house, their tea times, their schedules, etc. She never mentions the name, though. So then we see Crystal playing at a ball um, with a ball at home. Um, then she uh, picks up mm-hmm. the phone. She calls the guy. It's Troy. She's like, are you willing to meet me? So Troy, the guy from the funeral, is now going to meet her. Um, and now we already also know that he won't take a swing at her as he told uh, his mom uh, as he told um, what's his face his mom Porter. come on what's this guy's Preston. name <laughs> Preston that's like oh God so terrible sorry <sighs> Um, there's also like, these people don't seem like they would have a kid named Preston am I wrong.
5: Maybe like printer, like just think of printer because she likes printers. So per
1: pressing you printers. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So the next day, Sender's trying to figure out what the pictures of Crystal, like what they could possibly be. So um, this is her assistant's big scene. I love this scene with her assistant. He's wearing a fedora a vest and a matching bow tie
7: and shorts.
1: Uh, So let's play um, It's just a minute long Or less than a minute It's 5640 to 5715 This is uh, him getting his big assignment Find out who owns it And where it's located
0: Okay, cool I can play detective Uh, Why do you want to know?
4: A potential client gave me the photo If I could locate the house I might be able to sell him A similar floor plan in the same neighborhood
6: Mm
3: -hmm, Okay, I'm on it
4: I have all the faith in the world.
3: Rightly so. The world is <laughs> oh. I'm sorry.
1: Sorry. Okay. You don't understand. Um, I hate him. Yeah. I don't like this assistant at all. He reminds me of the guy that works the bar at Bar Verde, the, at the Nordstrom in um, the Americana. He just thinks he's like a little too clever. Like I just need him to calm down and stop asking so many questions. Like when he's like, "Why do you need that?" It's like because she's your fucking boss, bitch.
5: Yeah, how like, about that habit? Get to work, fucker. Those those suit shorts don't pay for themselves, Fozzy.
1: Yeah, we're not on fedora time, okay? We're on fucking you. are earning a living time, fucking loser. And he's also like, one
5: of those people who acts like they're smarter than everybody else in the room because he knows how to work Google.
1: Yeah. And also like his clothing is a personality. It's like, Hey, listen, man, it's your choice to get up early and like fucking iron or bow tie or whatever it is you do with your life. That's your choice. But that doesn't mean you get to relentlessly take it out on other people all day by asking annoying ass questions in the workplace. Like that's not that's not what that means. It's not your clock. That's your cocktail party personality. So we cut to Jack coming out of his house with a cheap-looking blonde to discover that his car has been mm-hmm. completely scratched up beyond all belief. Um, he goes, "She's like, oh no, honey, it's okay." And he goes, "You don't even understand." <sighs> and I, part of me is like, does she not understand about the paint job or like about the stalker girlfriend? Because I think probably both. <laughs> so yeah, she, then we looks, see she toy- looks
5: like uh, yeah, she looks like she's kind of just like some random hoe.
1: Honey, she looks like she's from the night before. Like, she looks like she's getting driven home the next morning. Because she's in, like, a full night, like a club dress yeah so like, it's um, okay. honey it's oh. okay if I can wear this eyeliner two days you can wear it. okay so then um, Crystal and Troy are meeting up she's acting very impressed by his intellectual prowess um, because he broke into mm-hmm. in social media with the mom and he's like yeah most social media is like really intense with privacy so it's hard when people die she's like tell me about it I've been trying to get stuff off his computer too but I totally I got denied and then she's like, Leans in and starts to spin this bub about how she has all these dirty ass pictures Mm -hmm. on the computer, and he's going to like her, the family's going to find out about it, and she would really love to prevent that, especially like considering the fact that they hate her. So he's like, Okay, because like you can tell by this actor's face, man, like Mm -hmm. even just the real ass actor in real life was so excited about the the idea of possibly seeing naked photos of this girl, um, he would throw his whole life away. So um, basically Sandra wraps up with her client and then her number Two assistant the girl her daughter With the poppy vibes comes These in She's flowers
5: got- came for you
1: She's On the flowers uh, It's 5837 to 10421
5: Yeah that girl is like a Dryer sheet
0: You were right about it being on a golf course Piedmont Hills 717 North Buttercup Drive owned by a Jack Davis Bought the place three years ago. Jack Davis. Hmm, want me to see if there are similar floor plans in that street?
4: Yes, but first, find out everything you can about Jack Davis.
0: Yes, ma'am. Hello. Hi. I was called to tell you that I cleaned everything out of Preston's, and I gave the
4: key back to the landlord. Okay. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And that's it. Um, I guess what I'll do is I'll just get on the phone with the airlines and.
3: Uh, You know, see if I can get a flight out
0: this afternoon.
4: I was thinking that maybe you can stay till tomorrow and uh, maybe we can go out to dinner tonight. I think Preston would have liked that if we end on a positive note.
0: Sandra, honestly, I would love that.
4: Okay. Thank you. See you tonight. Is seven okay?
0: Seven is perfect.
4: Okay. Hi, Devin. Come in.
3: Uh, are you sure? I.
4: Yes. Please come on.
3: Everything you ever wanted to know about Jack Bates.
0: He is originally from Texas. He went to grad school out here, ended up in the oil industry. Okay. Works for Kellers and Associates Drilling.
4: Did you just say Kellers and Associates?
0: Yeah, he was just promoted to, uh, to VP six months ago. There's an article here, how huh? He's the company's youngest VP ever.
4: Good job. Mm. Thank you so much, Devin. This is amazing. Great work. I don't know what I would do without you. Kellers and Associates. Hey. I direct your call. Jack Davis's office, please.
3: I'm sure she's referring to me. None of it's true though.
4: How long did the true of you date?
3: Nine, ten months. A big mistake
4: and did you meet her at her father's company
3: i hesitated asking out the boss's daughter but she was playful i couldn't get out of my head so i asked nathan if i could ask her out he was overjoyed
4: and why did you break up
3: i had no idea how screwed up she was clingy jealous extreme reactions it went on way too long I was afraid Nathan would fire me or something, but he took my side. In what way? I actually felt bad for her. He went off on her about how she couldn't keep a man. And she'd blown the best thing that was ever going to happen to her.
4: Those are really harsh words coming from a father.
3: Nathan's a great businessman, but a terrible dad. She was obsessed with making him proud of her.
4: What about her mother?
3: Elise, nice woman. I think she's sort of the moral compass of that family. Doesn't talk much. Had a mental breakdown when Crystal was little. Takes a lot of pills.
4: She seemed pretty upset with you even after she started dating my son.
3: She hasn't let up. If it's not keying my car, it's killing my fish or vandalizing my house or following me on dates. A few months ago, she stuck a GPS device to my car.
4: Are you sure that was her?
3: The private investigator I hired confirmed it. Here. This is her. Marley Michaels. She might be able to give you more. I'll tell her to share any information she's gathered.
4: Did you press any charges?
3: No, Nathan's been good to me. I'd never embarrass him in that way.
4: Why do you think she would lie about moving in with Preston, about the engagement? I mean, especially if she was so obsessed with you.
3: Who knows what goes through her crazy mind? The better question is, if she was me, why'd she go after your son to begin with? But the fact that he broke up with her and died a couple of weeks later... I hate to say this, but...
1: So Crystal's now fucking Preston's friend. Um, she's just laying there completely having flashbacks to her dad yelling at her for fucking things up with Jack because of her erratic behavior. Um, he scolds her, saying that she needs to learn how to be with someone worth being with. Be someone worth being with. So he's like, does that make sense to your little brain? So I can't tell if, like, I'm supposed to feel like she's like this because of her dad or if like her dad is like that because of who she is, or if it's just like a vicious cycle, but like
5: they're both terrible. And I think her dad's like, were you eating bread again? That's why you're acting crazy.
1: I also think it's right to like sell her out though. Like he's going to keep, I mean, when he sells her out, I think he's right. Like this is well, Yeah, it's she-
5: about damn time. She was stalking somebody earlier and, and Jack tells the mom, he's like, you know, uh, the dad's always been kind to me. I mean, you know, she did key my car, killed my fish, <laughs> put a GPS <laughs> on my car. And, you know, I had a, a private eye. Her name is Laura lay Michaels. You should call her. And she's like, didn't you press charges? And I'm like, who are you to ask? Okay you're just you still have no idea that this woman killed your son you know and he's like well i've never hurt the dad he's been good to me i mean look at me i'm rich i'm rich
1: so crystal's working in her robe on a laptop and troy stares over at her and he's like you're beautiful and she's like oh can you get more wine because like she's not gonna play this up any more than she has to but she also has this look on her face when he walks away like Another one bites the dust, honey. Okay, I got you. Okay, so Sandra tells Charles that she's hoping the PI, this Marley, Mabel May Marlene person that Laura that, that she got in, in, introduced to her. Like, I'm supposed to feel this. I honestly was like, am, is this based on a true story? Like, is this my Sean Chapman, Holly? Like, who is she? So Sandra tells. <laughs> she's uh, the Charles only good she,
5: actress in this movie, the PI. She's pretty, yeah, she she's was pretty pretty really great. good. I was like, who is she? And why isn't she in everything all the time?
1: So Sandra tells Charles that she's hoping the PA can help figure out what happened with the accident. He asks her, if, uh she seriously thinks that Crystal's capable of the murder and she's like, "You have no idea what this bitch is capable of." Clearly you know, whatever She tried to delete emails So we changed the subject to the fact that he realized what, um, With them wanting to end everything on a good note That this may be the last time he gets to see her She's like, yeah, you know, our only connection's gone And he's like, no, no, we had other connections I never felt anything for anyone after you First couple of years of marriage were great But then, you know, I was, you were trying more than I was Blah, blah, blah They have a nice little, funny, like, it's moment like, It's
5: easier for you to think of me as selfish just leave then have you think of me as weak and she's like uh <laughs> what do you think leaving makes you look like you idiot leaving your like, wife and child do you think that doesn't make you look weak come on!" like
1: over and over again in every turn like she's like no we really could have like used an extra set of hands around the house like we really like yeah. no like, like it have you meant seen a lot. me
5: try and open an email i mean
1: <laughs> um he's like but don't look Look, you never messed up a moment because look who you've become and look at what you did raising our son, okay? I would have messed all that up. So we're interrupted by a phone call, one zero seven forty one to 111 There's something I need to show you.
7: This one's nice. She scratched, don't forget me, into the side of his jacuzzi.
0: You gotta be kidding me.
7: Here's the one I wanted you to see though. Who's that? Ron Finster. Pretty long rap sheet of low-level felonies. probably guilty of a lot more than that. SUVs registered to his 83 year old grandmother.
0: That's a nice car for an old lady.
7: So is he laundering money? The day I took that photo, Crystal handed him an envelope. I'm guessing filled with cash. What was she buying? I wasn't sure until that... Jack told me about her son. And I found out that he died on this stretch of road. Yes, that's correct. Where was he going when the accident happened? To a volleyball meet-up, which he did regularly, right?
4: Twice a month, Troy said. Why? Mm.
7: What is this? I wasn't sure. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I took that photo over a month before Preston's accident. Is she tampering with the brakes?
0: No, no, no. I know what that is. That's a GPS
7: tracker. She was removing it. Jack found one in his car too. So she was tracking where they both went and the routes they took.
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute. So what you're telling us is that she knew exactly where Preston was the morning of his accident?
4: Sandra, Troy Krieger is online too for you. I'll take that. That's Preston's friend. Hi, Troy.
3: Hi, I'm sorry to bother you at work. I know you're busy. I just, I didn't have another number.
4: No, it's okay, what's up?
3: I just want to let you know that Preston's fiance Crystal, called me last night. What did she want? She just wanted to know what I was talking to you about after Preston's funeral.
4: What did you tell her?
3: Just that I helped you look at his social media pages. That was it.
4: Listen to me, Troy. Do not talk to her. She is bad news. She may know more about Preston's accident than anyone thought.
3: Like that she was involved or responsible?
4: I don't know yet, but I spoke to a private investigator that her ex-boyfriend, the one she was dating before Preston hired, and she believes that Crystal was tracking Preston's route to and from the volleyball games. She had done the same thing to her ex, so we have reason to believe that. Maybe Crystal caused Preston's
3: accident. Are you serious?
4: Yes. So please, stay away from her.
3: Uh, thanks, I will. Bye, Troy.
4: Oh my that
2: little... I can't believe that. I had a private investigator following me.
0: <sighs> Is that right, though? Did you follow Preston to our games?
2: No, of course not. Of course that's not true. No! My, my ex had it out for me ever since I dumped him. He was was trying to turn President against me and he's obviously trying to do the same thing to Sandra. Look,
3: I believe you, okay? And don't worry about the private investigator. You haven't done anything wrong, so she's not going to find anything.
2: Here, right?
0: Right. Thanks. Well, call me crazy, but isn't it about time somebody goes to the cops?
7: I'll handle that. And I'll see what else they know about Ron Finster. In the meantime, you stay in touch with Troy... Hopefully he can help us connect
3: the dots. I'll be right back. It might take a second.
1: So, um, I just want to say Troy's necklace. That's where I come up at the end of this is basically Troy is getting in. I think this is when Troy's in bed. Um, and I'm noticing his necklace is insane and he's comforting crystal. Um, saying that you know what don't worry about it girl like you didn't do anything okay this is just a bunch of hubbub I'm gonna get in the shower and I'll see you when I get out just a second like that's where they are in their fucking they're in like their 48 hour fuck fest where like he's afraid to go to the shower without telling her because they <laughs> think they're like so in love so um She starts to get all dressed and I just wrote my notes like, oh God, like, you know, they smell like sex and like so gross. And like, she's just all like putting on her jeans. I'm like, girl, like at least pee or something like what's going on. But she bags up some sneakers and jeans that belong to Troy as well. And um, she also throws a knife in there. It was sitting on his dresser, and she sneaks it all into her G-Wagon. And then, to my surprise, she comes back inside. She throws on her flannel, so she's fully dressed when he gets out of the shower. She's like, I gotta go. Come meet me in my house later on. She gives him an address, 717 North Buttercup Drive. Um, he's going to meet her there later on. She'll leave the door open for him. So then we see her outside of Jake's house. She flashes back to when she tried to convince Preston to murder him. Let's play 113 54 to one fourteen forty. You
3: can't be serious.
2: Yes, I, come, come on, really, I'm not asking you to go over there and kill the guy. Preston, I'm just asking you to go over there and rough him up a little bit and teach him a lesson, and you can walk away with 30 grand cash. I mean, babe.
3: Crystal, that's insane.
2: Is it, though? Yes. No, is it really insane? Because you don't know what he did to me. I mean, really, you don't know. Crystal,
3: it doesn't matter what he did to you. I love you, but I'm never gonna love someone that much.
1: So then we come back up from the commercial. We see that she did not convince Preston, but no, that's not going to stop her. So we come, uh, we see Jake is getting back home. I don't know how he misses her massive silver G-Wagon outside of his house, but he does. He walks through his house in a huge, like his house is gorgeous. It's palatial. It's a huge, huge, huge house. Um, he's walking through it in a towel. He starts to prepare himself, like a little bath or something. He bends over his, for his phone. A crystal stabs him right in the back. That's very Jody Arias. This
7: and so scene.
1: yes, that was actually something that I wrote in the very first paragraph of my notes. that this movie? Reminded me a lot of Jodi Arias if if like I had no sort of sympathy for Jodi Arias at all. Like and I know it sounds wrong, especially <laughs> yeah, Jodi Arias wasn't rich, but I do have sympathy for Jodi Arias. I think she's fucked. I think J- Jodi Arias is fucked up. This is just some fictional fucked up bitch. Like I think I've seen enough evidence that I don't think Jodi Arias should be running free in the streets. I don't think she should be running free in them streets at all. But um
5: Well I don't have sympathy for her, but I definitely rooted her on more for killing a self help person. (laughs) I mean I'm like, why kill Jack? He just does a good job for your dad, you know? I mean if you're gonna murder someone, murder someone who rips people off in self help conferences, okay?
1: I think I would say I have empathy for her. That's what I think I have. I feel like I'm like, Okay, I can see like how your life got so fucked up, bitch. Like, that sucks. Um, But I don't know. I might be using that word wrong. So um, sympathy
5: is where you feel bad for someone. Empathy is where you feel like what they feel. Like you, you've walked a mile under, in their shoes, kind of. Thing.
1: Oh no! Like when you can understand what someone would feel, though. Like when you can, like sympathy is just like pities, right? right. Like it's like feeling is like bad for like, someone,
5: yeah. And then empathy is where you're like, I, I felt your feelings before. I've walked in your shoes.
1: No, um, it doesn't mean you walked in their shoes. It just means you could understand it. Like I feel empathy for people that are homeless. But I've never been homeless. You know, but I'm like, fuck, I get that. I would shit in the back.
7: Oh, it's Um, an
5: argument as old as time. Sympathy versus empathy.
1: Okay. So anyway, I know. You're like, I have to go like live my life. Um so basically she starts stabbing him. Blah blah blah. And then she's like, Oh, I should have done that a long time ago. He's like, Why are you doing this? And she's like, Jack, do you have any idea how much I love you? You ruined me. You're such a fool. Did you really think you could treat me like trash and throw me away? Well, if I can't have the life I want, you can't either. And she stabs him in the back again. He's, like, trying to reach for his phone. He's like, stop, stop. And she's like, oh. I want to do this. I should have done this a long time ago. And she walks out of the house with blood all over her face. She wipes her face off with the sweatshirt to reveal a pristine silk white tank top that's still from earlier that day. And it's like it's Toby or whatever that guy's name. It's the guy that she's been fucking shit. So like she's throwing his stuff everywhere like to make him. Yeah, to Im- to uh, him. him. Love that for her. Um, she like went as far as to take the volleyball, like as if a man goes on a killing spree with his volleyball. So, um, just when, uh, she's in her car, he pulls up to Jake's house. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so she gets into her car and then right as she's there, um, her her new man's pulls up to Jay's house. He's holding a bunch of flowers. He's ready to see his girl. He gets into the house, but no one answers. He lets himself in. Like he lets himself into the foyer. He's calling her name over and over again. It's a big house. He's like, hey, <laughs> cool house. Where you at, girl? Huh? Just kidding. Like he's like very cheesy. He, like, it seems like Justin Timberlake, honestly, in this scene where he's like, just kid it, girl, huh? But where you at? Like, anyway, so he calls for 9,000 times and finally he spots Jake's body, like, naked on the floor of the bathroom. He calls 911. He's like, I just walked into my girlfriend's place and there's a guy dead on the floor. He doesn't know him. I don't know him. So, basically, like, she had told him, yeah, you're going to my parents' house, but in reality, she sent him here to find the body and she had planted all this evidence all over the place, including his knife, but, like... How did she think the police could fall for this? This is like some crisp It's so walls.
5: sloppy. I mean, she's been planning it for so long, and this is what she comes up with. It's like the I sloppiest mean, shit ever.
1: I don't know that she's been planning it for so long as much as she got overconfident and felt like she had a m- enough distractions that she could well, move she around. She was it.
5: trying to get Preston to do it. I don't mean she planned it exactly um, this way I just mean she's had it going on in her mind For so long to get rid of this guy That she killed another guy because he Wouldn't do it for her and now she's You know it's like this has been she's been Working on this for so long and this is her cover Up to throw a sweatshirt with blood I mean come on
1: exactly on your third kill Like you got to get it right so Um (laughs) we go back to Sandra's Office she's ready to take off her Relitter hat and put on her sex crimes detective Hat for the night then we're gonna jump a lot From scene to scene from character to I think you guys are smart enough to keep up with what's going on. So let's play 118.10 to 121.07. I'm
3: a detective with Miami PD. Who's this? Uh, Nathan Kellers. Jack works for me. What's going on? Was he arrested or something? No. Um, Mr. Davis has been attacked. What?
6: Sandra, turn your car around and go home. This is a horrible idea.
4: Jack said his mother's a moral compass of the family. Maybe I could get through to her.
6: And ask her to do what? To convince her daughter to turn herself in?
4: Yes. If Preston had committed a crime, that's exactly what I'd tell him to do.
6: These people are so lawyered up. The moment you walk out of there, they're going to be all over you. Just let the private detective handle this. And when you have something real, go to the police. Carrie, I can't hear you. You're breaking up. Sandra, I know you can hear.
3: I I I just walked in because she said she was going to leave the door unlocked i thought we were gonna thought we were gonna spend the afternoon together i I didn't even know the guy I, i just walked in and he's he's sitting there i swear i didn't do it i didn't do it
2: She doing
4: here. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Yes, of course. I'm um so sorry
6: for your loss. I never had a chance to meet your son. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. It's my husband.
4: Hello? Oh my god.
1: Oh, that's terrible! Oh, no, uh, no, no. Crystal's not here. I'll tell her as soon as I see her, though. Oh, what happened? Um, one of the men that my husband works with, Jack, was stabbed at his home. Jack Davis? Yes, Jack Davis.
4: We're very close with him. How bad is he? I don't know.
1: I have to tell my daughter you believe I I'm sorry I can't talk to you right now I oh, got a So um, this is almost the majority of the end of the movie. Sandra excuses herself. And, um, of course, Crystal is right there to trail her ass. She's following her right out of her mom's house. Pretty standard car crashing happens here where Crystal tries to run her off the road with her G-Wagon. Sandra leaves a voicemail for Marley, the detective. And then Crystal speeds up behind her. Sandra swerves and Crystal drives out in front of her and blocks her with their big G wagon. So Crystal shoots at Sandra at point blank range with, um, through her car window with a pistol. Um, there's a struggle. Basically, um, she says, um, Sandra says to her, I know you murdered my son. And she's like, I want to know why you did it though. And she like, listen, I miscalculated. I thought he loved me more than he did. And he didn't. And like, it was like, Basically, like, basically him not killing the ex-boyfriend was the whole thing for her. Um, And I wish that she had been more blatant with her and been like, he was a pawn. He was nothing. He was like nothing to me. I wish that she had done more of that. That would have been, like, great for the end of the movie.
5: Yeah, Uh, there needed to be something. Because just her suddenly driving, you know, running her off the road and trying to murder her after she's just trying to frame somebody. I'm like, this girl hasn't gone crazy enough to just lose it like this. I need more planning for my murderesses, okay? This is just bad work work
1: for barbie like it's like if i was her and i was making a movie i would want like to be the mom that has the killer look at me in the face and be like i killed your son for no fucking reason i did it just to further my agenda because then i'd be like fuck yes barbie like get it body like it's it so anyway okay. Um, she's like, don't worry about it. I'm going to get away with this too. No body, no crime. Um, so Sandra stops a car that's coming down the road and she thinks she's going to be great, but no, it's Troy. And for, and for some reason, Troy is still into this and he's trying to make it happen. Also, for some reason, the police have let Troy loose and are trying to make this happen. No, isn't it the
5: dad? Oh no, it's Troy. who tries to help catch her
1: or maybe it's the computer guy but they look the same same oh, to yeah, white I guys couldn't same. tell. I
5: was like, why does she have someone chasing the mom down with her? Who is that? I but guess I like, guess it was like the henchman that she had hired to run him off the road or something?
1: No, it was like a skinny it was like a skinny white guy in an army green t-shirt which was like basically what Troy was wearing as well.
5: Oh, thank you. I was so confused.
1: Yeah, so I like the idea that the cops would let him loose that in the time that this would all happen anyway is crazy. But Um, They try to get Sandra in the trunk of a car, but another car starts to come down the road. It's a white Bentley, and it stops for Sandra. Let's play this big reveal. It's 123.37 to 125.03.
2: God, Crystal, what have you done? Daddy, who who are you calling? The police.
1: Daddy, hang up the phone.
2: This
0: stops here and now. Hang
7: up the phone, Dad. Yes, hello, this is Nathan Kellis. I need the police at Homeby and Magnolia. My daughter has a gun, and she's threatening to kill another woman.
2: Do that. I'm your daughter. You're supposed to protect me. You're supposed to protect me! I tried so hard to make you love me. I tried so hard. You love Jack more than you love me. It's true. No, you Crystal, did that. You true. did. Okay. I mean, really, was it that hard to just love me? Was it? I hate you so much! Please, Crystal, talk to us. I hate you! I hate you! I hate you!
1: So this bitch just shot her dad in cold blood. And I will say I loved her dad's reaction to her. And then I felt his fear when like he called the police and she was like, you're supposed to stand up for me. Like I felt that fear because
5: she was not messing around at that point. She's like, oh, shit!" like you're not even going to bail me out. What the hell's the point?
1: it was real Menendez brothers hours. Like that's really what that felt like for me. It felt very Menendez brothers. So, um, he's, he like dies in blood on his white Mercedes and his white fucking tennis clothes. So now we go to one year later, uh, where crystals try, it's a private sentence saying there are about five people there for the prosecution, including Jack, who actually made it miraculously. And literally no one is there for Crystal. Like not even the lawyers have a friend of the family that want to come watch this case. OK, she is all <laughs> alone. So she's tear stained, unkempt, malnourished. Honestly, I wrote like this in and of itself. This Im- this image is enough for me to never murder. Like I would never murder anyway but then when you add in the fact that like no one fucking loves you dog like you are alone well
5: and also they just decided to make her totally psychoville by the end they're like okay now she's the girl from the ring you know she had like crazy hair and she's just like kind of rocking back and forth and just looking fucking insane i'm like wait was this an absolute psychopath or like what the hell's
7: going on
1: almost came by the fact that like she was unkempt because one like it meant that no one was there to be like you need to look pretty for your trial Two, also like I feel like maybe her whole life was about a fashion show and like looking good for stuff. And now that she's in prison for the rest of her life, like she looks like she literally has not brushed her hair in two years. Like she I, I like it was such an interesting manifestation of like whatever was going on there for me. Plus the fact that they weren't giving her psychology defense or psychological defense, which to or insanity or whatever. Yeah. But like to me that was the saying was like I truly thought that this could have been based on a real story because lifetime is very thin with that. But, uh, no, they, they just, they just be right in this. And I will say that I'm glad this is one movie that I haven't seen in a while. That's a lifetime original that doesn't involve a woman just getting poisoned by her loved ones. Um, until she goes crazy. Cause that has been coming up like way too much. Oh my
5: God. I've read that book 90 times. Where the woman's like, I'm in bed sick and I don't know why and I can't get better and the husband is so loving, but then it turns out he's been poisoning her the entire time.
1: We were talking about that at Damon's, like everything is like a new like fit and it's like gone girl adjacents are like oh
5: the biggest God. they're like the girl on and the I train just- the biggest book since gone girl i'm like oh geez and then you know exactly what's going to happen with the book because you see you we've already read we read a lot of books like this both of us so like gone yeah. girl was especially good because there were a couple of little shocks in there for me at least and i've read every book oh, like yeah. that but then yeah every single book now is like it's gone
6: girl
1: and I'm like, and and I wish I could, because I want to believe it all. I always want the magic again, you know? And, like, of course, now anyone who's, like, trained to read a story or understand a story is like, oh, wait, I bet it's this. Like, it used to shock me that there were people that could, like, watch past the first 15 minutes of Murder, She Wrote, and not know who did it.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I've seen every episode of my Meemaw's house.
1: Yeah, like or like even Law and Order. Like if you don't know who did it in the first twenty minutes, that's on you, dog. Like, yeah. <sighs> sorry you didn't fucking take the SATs. Okay. Uh, so this is the the end of the trial. One twenty five thirty nine to one twenty seven forty three. And afraid he'd tell,
4: she had him killed. Preston was a kind, loving young man. Who had his whole life ahead of him? He had integrity. And because of that, she knew he'd expose her. As you sentenced Crystal, please keep in mind, she didn't just take him from us, but from all of those who never met him.
7: Thank you. Miss Kellers. Miss Kellers. Miss Kellers. I've reviewed the pre sentence report and I've listened to the sentencing arguments from both the state and your attorney. I've also heard from Jack Davis and the family of Preston Duro. Your crimes were particularly vicious. You also attempted to cover those crimes by blaming another individual. For these reasons, I sentence you to the maximum punishment allowed by law. Life in prison without parole.
1: And then we come up, finally, uh, that was some deep, deep shit. Of course, you got life. Uh, we come up, finally, on a scene where Sandra and Charles are bringing a shit ton of purple flowers to Preston's grave. Are they calling him gay? I don't know. Uh, they also are carrying a crystal. They're, yeah,
5: they're bringing Crystal's favorite color. Yeah, that's true.
1: They're bringing Crystal's favorite color, big purple flowers, as well as a Christian cross that dad's carrying, which I assume means he's back on the wagon. Um, and they also are arriving to it like a couple, which is like obvious. Like when they were saying to me, like or when they were saying to me, when they were saying to each other, like, oh, we're never going to see each other again. I'm like, dog, you know, you're going to be at that funy, like, you know, you're going to be at that like, you know, once a year popping down flowers You know he's going to drive down for Father's Day. You guys are going to get a grilled cheese at Friendly's. Like... They were acting like they literally were never going to see each other again. It's I not just that can't really. with the
5: mom in this movie. I'm like, you, you fucking idiot. Okay. You had to be told in the last 10 minutes of the movie that this woman was crazy. Okay. Then you okay. take back this guy. What in the world did Patrick Muldoon do to get taken back? Okay. I mean, yes, his body is still fine, but he's in that bad wig and he's a drunk and he even relapsed while he was. What are you talking about? Why in the. Am I supposed to respect this woman? Get the.
1: No, she. Sandra. I mean, she's. I. I think I only respect her in the sense that she got her own movie made, and that's about it for me. Um, okay, we should uh, rank our thing, and then you've got to go do the Batch podcast. Ronnie's on like hour twenty of podcasting today.
5: <laughs> I love so,
1: it. So, what's, what's your favorite movie? You want to like say Serial Mom for this? Like, what's your like? What's one of your like kind of more campy murder movies? Like a Scream or a something like that
5: one of my favorite movies. Um, let's see For
1: our scale.
5: I mean, I liked a fatal attraction. I think that that was a pretty good one to put on this scale. Right.
1: Okay. Perfect. So on a scale of fatal attraction to like, like mother may sleep with danger. Would you say that this movie is closer to a one or a five?
5: This is um, closer to a um, Tori Spelling movie. It
7: wasn't as a, good. This it wasn't is a like,
1: four. This yeah. is really bad. It's really bad. So is believability of the world and characters, which is our second one. I also think this is like completely unbelievable and very bad.
5: Yeah, I mean, I believed that there were a bunch of white, bland people, which I think is what we were supposed to believe. But that's about it.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a four. I want to go full five, but I'm not going to. Creative use of words to avoid censorship. I um, meaning like, did we feel uncomfortable not that there were one. swears here? Not really. It's the one. of
5: any of those
1: dialogue? Um, overall dialogue, a three.
5: I would say a three because it wasn't cheesy enough to earn a five.
1: But it wasn't good either. Yeah,
5: I mean, don't make me laugh.
1: Wardrobe is a two, um, I think, because it was pretty good.
5: Yeah, the wardrobe was pretty decent. You could tell they dressed themselves.
1: But hair and makeup is, is a five. The makeup is yeah. so bad.
7: Yancey should so, sue so, them.
1: So, so, so bad. For music, do you want to give it like a two? It's not It's not really noticeable. I
5: don't even know that there is music in this. Like, If I had to testify, I couldn't testify to that fact.
1: That's good. That's good. Because then it's like, it means it's not like jarring. Crying. We got a few big crying scenes, notably the ones that, the one in the funeral parlor. Um,
5: we got I a lot of like- crying. It wasn't fun crying. I feel like she actually did did some kind of real crying. Yeah but it wasn't fun i know that that's not the scale but god that's how i like my crying i you know i want to put this movie just straight down the middle because i don't want it winning awards three. i feel like it doesn't deserve it three yeah let's give it a three
1: victimization of the female character i mean this is yes, like huge, uh this is huge like, huge like a nothing oh you i don't, who, what female character was victimized in this oh
5: my god it, the scene with the bread i'm never gonna forget it the scene where her dad victimized oh my God. her with I'll bread. Give
1: it a two, I'll give it a two for the fucking bread. But this movie was about the poor boy that got murdered. And like this is about no woman suffered in this except for the mother who like literally just needed an intern like that would have. She had two assistants yet no interns okay. um, failure and or refusal to jump to logical conclusion.
5: Oh, my God. Five. Because they yeah. didn't even figure out that the daughter could possibly be a stalker until the private eye. He was like Loretta Lynn or somebody told them.
1: I will say, though, draw plot lines. Not that bad. This is like a one or a two for me. I feel like everything got kind of wrapped up. Maybe a two because we need to know more about like what happened with dad and like the auxiliary characters. But for the most part, like there wasn't anything that I was like, wait a minute. What happened in the German Shepherd? Like, yeah, every you know, like this kind of a two for me.
7: Yeah,
5: that
1: was a two. And then font. I thought they did a pretty good job. I thought it was close to a real movie font. I think that they threw a lot of money into the font the way that they do they, that they did with the sets.
5: The font was uh, pretty good. And you know that her son made the clip art for that knife in it. So I say good for him, you know, and we've really ragged on her children a lot in this. So I say you go you take your you take your good score, son.
1: Okay, so let's give him a two, because he did a really good job with his font, and I'm just going to add this up really fucking quickly.
5: And now the president of the Academy <laughs> of Lifetime Picture Achievement Awards and... No,
1: ridiculous like, this things. is literally, like, uh, of the, sta- the State of the Union address. Okay, <laughs> 35. We're um we're good on this. Uh, Ronnie, I love you. You go re- record your thing.
5: Thank you so much for having me. I sure love you, girl.
1: I love you, and this was such a good movie, and everyone in in this nation loves you love you guys love you love y'all I'll talk to you next bye, week bye everyone thank you sammy for editing this all right bye